What is going on, Wizards Nation? Welcome to the third episode of the Wizards Walkthrough with Chase Carroll. I am that man, Chase Carroll, and I do appreciate you tuning in here for episode three. If you missed episode two, we went through the point guard position for the Washington Wizards, dating back all the way to the offseason, where we saw Thomas Sadoransky leave the Wizards via sign-in trade to the Chicago Bulls, uh, and they got a second-round pick in his place. So we've yet to see what that pick can do for the Wizards, but we did get to see what his replacement could do, Ish Smith. He had a great season up to this point, and we may actually be getting more basketball to come this season. So I, I will just say up until this point, because we don't know if the season will resume or not. I discussed the seasons that Sadoransky and Ish Smith have had so far this year, and I discussed whether maybe Ish Smith was actually an upgrade over Thomas Sadoransky, or at least better for what the Wizards want to be doing moving forward. I also discussed Shabazz Napier and whether he has a role moving forward with the Wizards beyond this season, because he did have a great start to his Wizards career, but it was a very limited sample size. So with John Wall coming back and Ish Smith under contract, will there be room to bring him back? I discussed that. So in today's episode, I'm going to discuss the wings on the Wizards roster, the twos and the threes that have gotten pretty significant playing time this season. Everyone knows the season that Bradley Beal has had, the biggest snub, in my opinion, of the All-Star game, and probably on pace for an All-NBA-type season. I'm going to save him for the end because everyone knows what kind of year he has had. I'm going to discuss the young guys on the roster, Troy Brown Jr., Isaac Bonga, Garrison Matthews, Jerome Robinson are just a few of the guys that got really good playing time very early into their careers and could be a solid pieces moving forward or even possibly trade pieces for a star coming in. Of these guys, I'm going to start with the guy I think showed the most potential, and that's Troy Brown Jr. You know, at just 20 years of age and just his second year in the league so far, I think we saw a lot of flashes out of Troy Brown Jr. this year and really his first significant playing time. I know last year a lot of Wizards fans wanted to see Scott Brooks maybe throw him in there more, give him more of a chance. He was just 19 years old, let him play through a year in which Success wasn't happening anyway. You might as well have thrown him in there, got him some significant playing time. They didn't do that last season, but they finally did this season. And I think we saw growth out of him all year. He really thrived in that sixth man role coming off the bench. He started a few games, 14 games for the Wizards this season. He's played in 61, but he really thrived in that role off the bench, not as well in that starting role. And that's okay because maybe he's not a starting player for the Wizards. The Wizards need depth, and that's very evident when you look across the entire league, especially the Eastern Conference, you, you see a bunch of teams that have a solid wing depth. The Wizards don't have that at the moment, but hopefully that they can bring that in because you look at the Miami Heat, they got Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, among others. You got the Celtics who have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, three separate guys that you can send both defensively or as offensive options. The Wizards don't really have that yet, and I'm hoping that maybe one, two, three of these guys can develop into that role. With that being said, Troy Brown Jr. developed in just about every aspect of his game in year two, and that came with the minutes in increasing. You know, you saw 24.9 minutes per game as opposed to just 14 minutes per game as a rookie. So we're going to see him develop right in front of our eyes, and we did. We saw him develop as a ball handler. We saw him really able to run that second unit Alongside Davis Bertans, he kind of was the ball handler of that unit. When Bradley Beal was out, Troy Brown Jr. was tasked with running the offense. 
not necessarily as a point guard, but it, it ran through him offensively uh, in, in sets. Unlike guys like Jerome Robinson and Garrison Matthews, I think Troy Brown Jr. takes more so of that ball-handling role, and I think he's even more of a natural scorer than those guys. We saw him score 9.7 points per game this season, just about 10 points per game off the bench as a 20-year-old, and I think that's truly incredible. Anyone expecting more from from him as a 20-year-old, I think, is really expecting too much. I think we saw just what we needed to see out of him to, to see that he's going to develop in this league. Uh, and guys start to hit their stride age 23, 24, 25. We're still seeing Bradley Beal getting better and better. So to say that he's a finished product at age 20 is just not the case. Troy showed real improvement in his jump shot in year two. He shot 45% from the field and 34% from three-point range, uh, something that he really couldn't do entering the league at all. He was just 31% from three last year in a really limited sample size. So he increased his sample size this year and shot better as well. But something I think needs to be talked about more when discussing Troy is his rebounding ability because something the Wizards lack heavily is rebounding. And that's something that he does very well. He's fourth on the team in rebounding at 5.3 rebounds per game from the shooting guard small forward position and off the bench also. When he comes in, he gets boards. He seems to be at the right spot at the right time just about every time the ball bounces off the rim. He really reads that very well. And when you have Thomas Bryant and Jan Mihimi as your centers, both of them combined for about 11, 12 rebounds per game. But Thomas Bryant, as your starting center, averaging just 6.8 rebounds per game, it's something that the team really lacks. And that's something that Troy Brown provides when he gets into the game. While Troy had a very good sophomore year, in my opinion, I think there are questions about his role on the team moving forward. Because when you look at the roster and what's really needed on the team from the wing position moving forward. I think they really need a 3 and D type of guy, or even if it's not a 3 and D type of guy, at least a guy who can come in and play very good defense, maybe like a Tony Allen type of role, a Marcus Smart type of role. That's something the Wizards lack, and that's not what Troy Brown Jr. is. He's shown that he can provide some scoring punch off the bench, and he can run the offense, but he doesn't provide that defense that this team, I, I believe, really lacks. So a couple guys that could possibly fill that role moving forward would be Isaac Bonga and Jerome Robinson. I think these are two guys that Tommy Shepard really has high hopes for developing as defenders. And they both showed strides in that as the season moved forward, for sure. What I think I like most about both of these guys is the fact that Tommy Shepard gave up relatively nothing to get them both. In Isaac Bonga, you just gave up cash in a deal to get him and Mo Wagner over from the Lakers, and you get a guy in Jerome Robinson for probably probably even less than nothing because you gave up Isaiah Thomas to get him. Isaiah Thomas was actually hurting the team. <laughs> you, you bring in a guy like Jerome Robinson, a 2018 lottery pick, a guy that I think the Wizards would have selected had he been on the board. You get him for nothing, and he really did show a little bit towards the end of the year. When you look at a guy like Isaac Bonga, who, just like Troy Brown Jr., is just 20 years of age, I think you know that there will be plenty of development coming his way as well. We saw it throughout the season just like we did with Troy. He developed defensively. I think we saw he's more versatile than a lot of the other guys defensively on this team. I think his spot moving forward would be a good bench defender. He could play the three or the four spot. He can even 
play possibly a little bit of point guard, at least defensively guarding some point guards. He has to work on his lateral quickness moving forward because that certainly is an issue. If he's going to be guarding these point guards, these twos, these threes, he's got to get quicker. But I think we saw some serious progress in his game as the season progressed. Now, Jerome Robinson is a guy that I think has, alongside Troy Brown, one of the best chances to have a role with the Wizards moving forward because what he brings is he's a pretty good defender. He's a good three-point shooter, and he showed a lot of improvement just like Troy Brown Jr. did as the season progressed. And he got a lot more opportunities with the Wizards. And even at the end of games at times, we got to see in late February – He actually hit a game winner against the Nets in just his seventh game back with the Wizards. So I I think we saw a lot from Jerome Robinson this season to to make you think that maybe there's a role for him moving forward. But I actually think we'll end up seeing Jerome Robinson and Troy Brown Jr. in a battle next season for backup small forward, backup two-guard minutes. Because when you look at the outlook of this team, with John Wall returning from his injury, We got Bradley Beal entering the prime of his career. I think we're going to want to see those two shoot for a late playoff push. You know, I don't know if they're going to win a championship or anything like that. But obviously, if you're keeping these guys, that's the goal. So I think they're going to want to bring in a serious guy at the three spot, whether it be through the draft or whether it be in free agency. I think maybe even trade targets. Some of these guys may end up being on other teams come next season. Because the Wizards, I think, want to, to while, they're de- while they're developing their players, guys like Thomas Bryant, guys like Rui Hachimura, I think they are in win-now mode at the same time. They want to see those guys develop while also shooting for wins this season. So I think that'll come via free agency at the three spot. Though we're likely to see a vet come in at the two or three spot next season, I think we're also going to get to see guys like Garrison Matthews get a chance to play. We got to see him... Fill in for an injured Bradley Beal in December. He got his opportunity to really get some minutes in the NBA, um, and he he shined. He had 28 points and a win over the Heat. He he and Jan Mahimi led them to that victory, which is two of the most improbable players you could find in the NBA to lead you to a win. Garrison Matthews showed something as a rookie, ability to sh- hit threes at a high rate. That's something that is always valued in the league. So I think that's someone who will be – on the roster moving forward. To end your podcast, you have to save the best for last. And that's what I'm doing here with Bradley Beal, the guy who's led the Wizards for about two seasons now combined with all the injuries John Wall has sustained. Bradley Beal's had to shoulder the load for the Wizards, and he's done just that, especially this season. He's taken that step into superstar status. In my opinion, he's the second best shooting guard in the league, just behind James Harden. And if we saw some team success from the Wizards, I think he'd, he'd be in the discussion with James Harden. But he's putting up over 30 points per game this season, and he's also become a better passer, better ball handler, all-around better player. He's got to work on his defense, obviously, but I think the Wizards need to bring in another guy to to shoulder that defensive load so Bradley Beal doesn't have to because we know ex- what kind of offensive threat Bradley Beal is, and I think you don't want him shouldering that load defensively like he used to when – when John Wall was was also still his backcourt mate. Bradley Beal was a better defender, but I think we've seen him take a step back in that area. But so so if he's going to be this offensive superstar that I think he is, I think you got to bring in other guys at the 2 and 3 spot that can play that defensive role 
alongside John Wall because we know John Wall, when he's healthy, he is a good defender. Will he be that elite defender that he once was an all-NBA defensive talent? I don't. I don't think we'll see that kind of defensive John Wall. I hope I'm wrong because I would love to see John Wall, that defensive threat that he once was, getting it done on both both sides of the ball. But if not, you got to bring someone in who can play that role, the Trevor Ariza-type role that, that was once here in Washington, and that's something that they lack. So eventually I'm going to come out with a pod that discusses the, the wings that I'd like the Wizards to target, both in free agency and maybe also in the draft. Guys that I think would fit that mold as 3 and D type type of guys to put right next to John Wall, right next to Bradley Beal. Perfect guys that really mesh well with what they like to do. So I think uh, for, for now I'm just going to keep it to the guys we have on the current roster. I think that we will see a couple of these guys might not be here next season, and a couple of them may just have reduced roles. But Tommy Shepard could view rim protector as the greater need this offseason, leaving minutes open for these guys letting them develop even more moving forward. Well, I would love to see a veteran come in. Maybe maybe that money needs to go towards rim protector or getting a trade-in for a guy like Miles Turner. I think that would be a perfect complement to John Wall and Bradley Beal, meaning these guys just need to stay where they are or they become trade pieces for a guy like Miles Turner. So we don't know who will be on the roster moving forward, uh, but except for Bradley Beal, we do know this. I think we need to stop hearing him in trade talks, trade conversations along the media because he said he wants to be here. He's under contract. Let's leave it alone, why don't we, for, for a little while. And uh, we'll, we'll see who Tommy Shepard can put around these guys this offseason. Thank you all so much for joining me for Episode 3 of the Wizards Walkthrough. I do appreciate every single time you listen, every time you Join me for my conversations. I do like to keep these ones relatively short, but I do plan on having some guests on, some interviews to get some longer ones going here in a couple episodes. Uh, Until then, I will have another episode coming out, The Big Man Pod, next, episode four. I'll be recording that shortly, and I'll discuss Mo Wagner, Rui Hachimura, Davis Breton, some of these top guys that I didn't mention. That could have probably been mentioned in the wing pod, but... I'll save them for the big man pod. Until then, thank you for joining me, and I'll see you later, WizKids. Kids.